Islam's Response to Contemporary Issues by Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmad Rahimahullah About the Author Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmad 1928-2003 May Allah have infinite mercy on his soul, a man of God, voice articulate of the age, a great orator, a deeply learned scholar of phenomenal intelligence, a prolific and versatile writer, a keen student of comparative religions was loved and devoutly followed by his more than 10 million Ahmadi Muslim followers all over the world as their Imam, the spiritual head, being the fourth successor of Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the Promised Mirza and Mahdi, to which August office he was elected as Khalifa al in 1982. After the promulgation of General Ziaul Haq anti Ahmadiyya Ordinance of 26th April 1984, he had to leave his beloved country, Pakistan, and migrated to England from where he launched Muslim television Ahmadiyya International, MTA, which would and still does telecast its programs 24 hours a day to the four corners of the world. Besides being a religious leader, he was a homeopathic physician of world fame, a highly gifted poet and a sportsman. He had his schooling in Kardian, India, and later joined the government college Lahore, Pakistan, and after graduating from Jamia Ahmadiyya Rabwa, Pakistan, with distinction, he obtained his honors degree in Arabic from the Punjab University, Lahore. From 1955 to 1957, he studied at the School of Oriental and African Studies, University of London. He had a divinely inspired and very deep knowledge of the Holy Quran, which he translated into Urdu. He also partially revised and added explanatory notes to the English translation of the Holy Quran, by Hadrat Malvi Sher Ali radiallahu anhu. Revelation, rationality, knowledge and truth is his magnus magnum opus. Though he had no formal education in philosophy and science, he had a, a philosophical bent of mind and tackled most difficult and abstruse theological philosophical philosophical questions with great acumen and ease, and his intellectual approach was always rational and scientific. For a layman, he had an amazingly in-depth knowledge of science, especially life sciences, which attracted him most. He also had deep knowledge of human psychology. He was an analytical mind of high intelligence, an intellect scintillating with brilliance, capable of solving naughtiest problems with ease, leaving his listeners and readers spellbound. Forward to the present edition. Hadrat Mirza Tahir Ahmad Rahimahullah, the fourth successor of the Promised Muzza and the head of International Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat 1982-2003, delivered a lecture on February 24, 1990 at the Queen Elizabeth II Conference Centre in London. The lecture, entitled Islam's Response to Contemporary Issues, was later published in 1992 by Islam International Publications Limited, London, England. The central theme of the lecture is peace in this world, or to be more exact, the teachings of Islam regarding peace. In the world which suffers today from violence, bloodshed, conflict, wars, violation of human rights, socio-economic exploitation of the third world, and everything which violates peace and creates discord, we need peace more than anything else. In his introduction, the author says, For today's address, I have categorized some areas in which the contemporary world stands in need of guidance. 1. Interreligious peace and harmony. 2. Social peace in general. 3. 
socio-economic peace. 4. Economic peace. 5. Peace in national and international politics. 6. Individual peace. The lecture is as relevant today as it was at the time when it was delivered, especially in the backdrop of the rise of the so-called Islamic fundamentalism. Islam is portrayed today as a religion of violence. To call Islam a religion of violence is a contradiction in terms, for Islam means peace. 9-11 gave an excuse to the vested interest to launch a new crusade against Islam. The present book meets this challenge adequately. We also hear from some quarters the need for interreligious dialogue, to which the Quran invited the people of the book more than 1,400 years ago. The lecture comprehensively deals with this issue. If one runs through the contents and the index of the book, one would realize how wide the scope of the book is. Discussing peace under various heads, the author has covered a wide variety of topics which branch out from the basic theme and has thus created an aesthetically pleasing and intellectually satisfying motif in which various Islamic themes are woven together with a magic touch, as it were. It is a compulsory read for non-Muslims as well as for those Muslims who have forgotten the true mean message of Islam. Mirza Anas Ahmed, MAM Lit Ogzen, Wakilu Ishaat Rabwa, 24th December 2006. Preface to the first edition. Jamaat Ahmadiyya was founded in 1889 by Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmed of Qadian, who claimed on divine authority that he was the promised Messiah, and world reformer of the latter centuries, whose advent was prophesied in the ancient scriptures of all great religions. In 1989, this community of Muslims celebrated its first centenary. The last major event in the celebrations was a lecture, delivered on 24th February 1990 at the Queen Elizabeth II Conference Centre in London by the head of Jamaat Ahmadiyya, Hadrat Mirza Tahir Ahmad Khalifa al-Masih IV, Rahimahullah, successor to the Promised Mirza This keynote lecture, was attended by 800 distinguished guests, including politicians, Arabists, journalists, professors, teachers, men and women from other professions and vocations, and eminent religious scholars. Mr. Aftab Ekhan, National Amir of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Association UK, welcomed the guests. Mr. Edward Mortimer presided, and Mr. Hugo Summerson, MP, proposed the vote of thanks. After the lecture, there was a brief session of questions and answers. As it was not possible to do full justice to such a vast subject in the space of time traditionally provided for such public addresses, only partial treatment was possible. However, in view of numerous demands by many who attended or those who missed this lecture, the book, based on the original manuscript, is being published separately. Since the original text of this address was dictated by the speaker, Every effort was made to faithfully record a dictation. During the first revision, some minor mistakes were discovered here and there, which were duly corrected by the speaker himself. Later on, it was considered advisable to have parts of the text reviewed by an Englishman so that he could point out any areas where the text needed further elaboration or if some expressions were unfamiliar to the English ear. We are grateful to Mr. Barry Jeffries of Queensbury, Yorkshire, and Mr. Muzaffar Clark of Stashley, Birmingham, who volunteered their services and carried out this task admirably. Their advice was most valuable in regard to some passages. 
which may have conveyed a different impression to the reader than was intended mainly because of the gradual change in the connotation of some expressions and idioms in current use. Also, the advice with regard to the hypersensitivity of the Western mind concerning some cultural differences between the East and the West was of considerable help. Of course, everyone has a right to disagree with anyone else. But disagreement, merely because of a misunderstanding of points of view, should be avoided as far as possible. It is here that both these gentlemen helped immensely. As we go to print, albeit very belatedly, we are deeply conscious of the fact that a number of issues addressed herein have assumed center stage. A number of possibilities seen by the far-sightedness of the speaker have miraculously begun to prove true. For instance, there have been considerable debate on interreligious harmony in view of the renewed fatwa of on blasphemy. Enormous changes have taken place after the collapse of communism in East European countries. The UN's Security Council has acquired a new role. In Great Britain, the interest rate policy has precipitated, precipitated economic recession. All these issues and events, and indeed many more, were fully and squarely discussed beforehand in this address. Alas, had we gone to print earlier. All that remains to be said is a humble reminder to the reader that the speaker dictated the text of this address in early 1990, when the omens for these changes were yet in their formative stage. Seldom is a warning given in such clear terms. The message is timeless and relates to the future prospects for peace for the entire world. If the speaker is proved right in most of his predictions, as he has already been proved uh, been proved right in some of them, it would only be appropriate for the leaders of the world to take the message of this address seriously and make a genuine attempt to draw the maximum benefit out of it in the shaping of the new world order. May God enable them to do so. Amin. Mansoor Asia, London, July 1992. Introduction after the traditional recitation and reciting the Surah Al-Fatiha, the opening chapter of the Holy Quran, the head of Jamaat Ahmadiyya commenced as follows. Mr. Edward Mortimer, the chairman, all our distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, let me express my deep sense of gratitude for your scholarly presence here this afternoon. Permit me to confess that the address I am going to make poses a great challenge to me. It is a wide subject. And as such, I am overawed. May I begin, however, by raising two fundamental questions. What are the modern challenges? What modern situation can any religion address? These are the fundamental questions. Absence of peace. The single most important malady for the, of the world today is the absence of peace. In the contemporary world, man as a whole has reached a high standard of achievement in material progress made possible by the advancement of science and technology in every sphere of human requirements at a mind-boggling pace. No doubt, the more fortunate sections of human society, known as the first and second world, have a much larger share of the fruits of scientific progress in the contemporary age. But the third world has also benefited to a degree. Rays of progress have penetrated even the innermost recesses of the darkest areas, where a section of human society still lives, in a remote past. Nevertheless, man is not happy and content. There is growing restlessness, fear, premonition, lack of trust in the future and dissatisfaction with one's heritage. These are some of the important elements 
which challenge the nature of the contemporary world. It, in turn, gives birth to a deep-seated dissatisfaction of man either with his past or with his present. Particularly, it runs deep in the formative thought processes of the younger generation. Man is in search of peace. Islam's Contribution to World Peace The word Islam literally means peace. In this single word, all Islamic teachings and attitudes are most beautifully and concisely, concisely reflected. Islam is a religion of peace. Its teachings guarantee peace in every sphere of human interest and aspiration. For today's address, I have categorized some areas in which the contemporary world stands in need of guidance. 1. Inter-religious peace and harmony. 2. Social peace in general. 3. Socio-economic peace. 4. Economic peace. 5. Peace in national and international politics. 6. Individual peace. Verily, we have sent thee with the truth, as a bearer of glad tidings and as a warner. And there is no people on earth in any age who did not receive a warner from God. The Holy Quran, chapter 35, verse 25. Surely, those who have believed in Muhammad as a messenger of God and the Jews and the Sabians, and the Christians, whoso believes in Allah in the last day, and does good deeds, on them shall come no fear, nor shall they grieve. The Holy Quran, chapter 5, verse 70.